Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. We live. This thing on. Testing, testing. Yes. Is that getting, is that getting old yet? Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, it's been old. For, it's already been old. Oh, well, you know, just like me. So you had another swingers weekend. <laughs> Up in Vermont. Jeez. <laughs> you, you know what I'm starting to think this is? You're starting to tell me that you want to get it on the, the action. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because because that's what I think. We're the Miller style, too, of course. Because hanging out with more people is, is what I want. Yes, exactly. It's quite shocking, actually, that you have two podcasts. But what? that just goes to show you just like talking to Billy and me, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Whereabouts in Vermont were you? We were in Stowe, which oh, is... Oh, Stowe. Very nice. Yes, very amazing. Nice. Anybody I talked to that uh, likes skiing was like kind of jealous so it was it was a good first place and, to start and you went to ben and jerry's i saw yes yes we did did yeah. you do the tour we didn't do the tour no we were exhausted after the weekend we just wanted to get some ice cream check out the oh, graveyard and head back do the tour they give you a little free scoop oh they know? do oh yes. <sighs> yeah you know info. the tour itself is you know whatever it's it's nothing it's nothing special you are truly um, a man of the the north northeast you're like a what is it a shirtless bear fighter well, I, I am a shirtless bear fighter, especially in P-Town. Um, it's true. I was there during Bear Week. I, yep. I found out firsthand just how, how tasty I, I, I appear to be. Mm, um, for you. But no, yeah, having having a child, and and, and and we go camping every summer. And so there's a, uh, a site up in Burlington that we go to that we like. And um, we, always, we always make time to stop by Ben and Jerry's. And we do the dumb tour every time. But Violet likes the the free scoop ice cream, you know, at the end, and and of course she likes the the gift shop. We will actually, I think, instead of camping in Burlington this year, I believe we're camping in Stowe. Ooh, really? Yeah. How yeah, about think, that? Yeah, and there's some great breweries, you know, in that neck of the woods. And uh, Stowe is a little bit less of a drive than it all is um, all the way up into Burlington. Um, I prefer Burlington, to be honest with you, but we're gonna try something new. But anyways. That is enough about our swinging ways, Nicholas. We have a we, have we have a we have a comic book co- podcast to talk about. What? I talk about <laughs> a, a comic book podcast. I was <laughs> trying to transition to the pineapple <laughs> boys and make a swinging joke. Didn't work out. <laughs> it worked out for me. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? You said I mean, cock. Oh, well, <laughs> we do have a. It's a lot of cock talk. Yes, yes. Cock there you go. So much for not swearing in the first few minutes. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. I should probably get it on with the intro, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages. I maybe should drop the all now and make this an adult <laughs> podcast. Geeks Worldwide Radio and the Dork Shared Universe proudly presents to you the greatest, and I mean the greatest and the naughtiest podcasting team in the world. He's a fry guy, Nick Fryer. I am your friendly, naughty neighborhood background, Dr. Joe. And together we are the TLDR Comic Book Club, baby. Woo! Gotta that lean was into something. it, Nicholas. Gotta well, lean into it. <laughs> very, very much uh, well done, sir. And uh, for those who are new to the show, if you haven't caught it already, make sure you listen to our Friarside chat with John Lees and Alex Cormack, the Sync Boys. Uh, we ha- we told you guys about that last time we convened. The only place you can find that interview and any interviews that we've done in the past, any interviews that may or may not happen in the future, 
are going to be on our audio channel. So that's Apple, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, uh, uh, what am I blanking on here? Pocket Cast, Amazon, all the major podcasting platforms. You can find us there. If for some reason you can't, you can sign into our DMs. Let us know. We'll make sure we get that taken care of. But we should be good. Uh, again, that's the Friarside Chats, our conversations with creators across the industry. It's the only place you're going to be able to hear those. But if you like watching us here and there too, you can also continue to follow us on our streaming. But recommend you having us both there um, if you enjoy watching us because the only place you can get the conversations with the people you're reading their work or, or taking in their art is going to be on our audio channels. But enough of that, Joe. Uh, we have a solicit. We haven't. We didn't do one for February because I think because we just had an onslaught of interviews. Was that? Was that? We it? got busy. We got busy. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. I don't know. It's all a blur to me. I don't even know because uh, thinking about you know other interviews that we may or may not have coming up too. It's just keeping everything straight. But yeah, so uh, we got a solicit for March. And again, for those that are new, that just means that Joe and I are going to do what's new as we usually do. And then we're going to go through all of the books that are coming out throughout the month of March. So that way you guys have a little bit of a checklist to refer back to week to week. Um, and hey, if you don't want to wait till well till Wednesday for the audio to drop to find out what's coming out on in the second week of March, or in this case, the first week of March, you have this to listen to. So it's something that you can listen to now, refer back to later. And as always, just want to note, right? we don't note this enough, and I want to make it clear now after what you and I were talking about before the show. Cock? The, the, no. Get, get your head out of the gutter. On We are using all the um, all the books that we're listing off today. Oh. We're using League of Comic Geeks to, to create our list. I just want you to, to let everybody know that other than the books that are coming out this week, we that's what we're going based off of. So if there's any changes, because it does happen with printing, just be aware that that can happen, whether it's information that we're not getting correctly or just printing issues that tend to pop up. But don't seem to happen as much anymore. But anyways, enough about that, Joe. You ready to uh, get to catching up? Yeah, don't blame me, blame Fryer. That's the motto of this show. Uh, catching up. Um, I, I had, um, <laughs> there was a lot of catching up I wanted to do. Um, and I feel like I read more than what I have listed here, but these I are hate the, when that happens, right? Um, but I have a couple. The couple that I read here was uh, the Hunger in the Dusk issue five. I I fell behind. I'm two issues back on that one. Uh, excellent series. Can't wait to talk about it on the show. Issue six came out a week or two ago. Uh, what's happening here is I'm finding out that like um, books that would would normally um, be in at Newbury Comics um, haven't been in. So that happened with with Hunger in the Dusk. I had to buy them digitally. Uh, it's happened with a book that you're going to be talking about. So uh, it's important that you you throw books on your pull list, people, because that's mm -hmm. how you can you can fall behind um, on series. But the Hunger and the Dusk issue five, and then Avengers Twilight issue two, which I will discuss in a little bit more detail coming up. Um, I know there's a couple of the books I read. Um, I think Ghost Rider. I, I missed the last issue of Ghost Rider, so I caught up on that. Excellent. Uh, you'll be hearing us talk about some some fun stuff coming up with Ghost Rider soon. But what do you have there, Nicholas? So I have Transformers issue five, which we do not get review copies for that. Otherwise, we'd be talking about that uh, every you know every what's new. So we can't really cover that here. But really loving that series. So so funny thing about that. So um, when when the Corona King was out, I um, I decided to treat myself. I'm not, and I bought the Optimus Prime Transformer Lego. That's right. Right. 
And that week is when Transformers uh, issue five came out. Now the cover I bought um, is a badass cover and it's got Optimus and it looks like, you know, there's like um, a barrel of some sort of cannon pointing at him. Well, mm-hmm. I was excited. It was, it was, it was like I, the Lego set had come in or I bought it and I was in and it was new comic book day. So I sort of put the cover of the, of the comic book on the box, took a picture and tweeted Daniel Warren Johnson, um, and he he retweeted it, which was great. And uh, but what I didn't, I didn't do this hmm. on purpose. Um, hmm. I, I wish I wish I could admit that I did do this on purpose, but I didn't. I just sort of put the comic on top of the box so that it just kind of looked neat. But the way I positioned it on the box made it look like Optimus Prime was carrying one hell of a schmenzer. Hmm. And uh, this got about thirty thousand something views. <laughs> the greatest thing I've, I've i've ever tweeted other than a, a, a clip of um violet quoting chris jericho which he retweeted and that got up there as well uh but it, it elicited a lot of great comments and i wish i said i i could say i did it on purpose but i didn't uh i don't know man based on the way this show started it sure sounds like you got something on the brain if, if you've been doing I'm a, a, a real swordsman apparently apparently speaking of swordsman the other book that i caught up on was zorro Ooh. man of the dead issue two which you is the one you the book you were alluding to that you did not get your hands on quite yet um, yeah yeah they didn't have it they had issue one they had many copies of issue one but that's again the importance of putting the stuff on your pull list people because i can't even find it on comicsology so mm-hmm. like fuck <laughs> yeah it's been great I mean, we loved the first issue. The second issue was awesome as well. Um, I'm loving what they're doing with Diego with how he's kind of got, he's like delusional. Um, but at the same time, he's, a, he's still a badass too. And, and everybody else um, you know, is all in on him now too. With, with like a few exceptions, people who are particularly close to him as, as, as was alluded to in the first issue. But now it's like Zoro's here. So let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely some sort of trauma and arrested development. Um, going on there uh, for sure, but um, yeah, I I I fucking love the first issue, uh, so I gotta dive into that. But with that said, we've got a a heavy solicit this because not only do we have the entire month of March, but we still have this week in what's new for the last week of um uh, of February uh to discuss Nicholas. So we'll we're not gonna pull any fuck. We're gonna get right to it. Okay, sounds good. we're We're gonna dive in. Um, so for the week of 22824, which should be the last day of the month, but it is in fact a leap year, so we get one extra day of February, which is the last thing people want. Uh, we have the amazing Spider-Man issue 44. We have Miles Morales Spider-Man issue 17. We have the Immortal Thor issue 7, the Invincible Iron Man issue 15, the Resurrection of Magneto issue 2. Got to read that one. Dead X-Men issue two. We have Carnage issue four. Uh, Punisher issue four. Spider-Punk arms race issue one. Uh, Cable issue two. Thrawn alliances issue two. White Widow issue four. Giant-sized Fantastic Four issue one. And Women of Marvel issue one. And there's a couple of uh, books from Marvel this week. We'd like to discuss Nicholas. You choose. Uh, yeah. So Wolverine issue forty-four. Benjamin Percy, Victor Lavalley, Corey Smith, Oren Jr. 
So this is now the what fourth issue of the uh, the yes. saber tooth war, mm -hmm. and we we've been praising it up and down. But like the thing is that I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but at the same time, like I want to talk to you about it. Like this is uh, this is one of those books too where we, we we're talking about doing these one shots after our. 100th mainline episode this is this is like an arc of a character that i want to do that with just because all the kills that we've had in here that how the violence has been upped um immensely and one thing that's always been uh not always but by and large been a thing with wolverine is he looks cool and obviously the attitude and everything like that but how much he actually gets to use his claws is always a bit of like there's always something that's left to be desired and this and we've seen a ton of violence in this issue, but we've kind of seen Wolverine and those close to him more on the receiving end of it. And in this issue, there's still like there's there's this is definitely more of a transition type issue, but we still get to see quite a bit of action in this. And there's quite a bit from Wolverine specifically, like his claws getting put to good use. And it's just like this is perfect. This is satisfying. This is what. I want from Wolverine. And right now, Joe, um, this is the best thing going from a big two comic. No questions asked. Uh, I would say it's up there. I would, I would say it's up there. That that's for damn sure. Now, do we know how many parts this is going to be? Is this an entire ten. arc? Oh, ten, ten parts. Yes. 10 issues, but it's bi-weekly. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's man. Think about that for a second. Four issues in. Right, and it's like it's already at a hundred miles an hour, two hundred miles an hour with everything, and it just each issue right just keeps getting better and better. Now, this issue I will say is definitely a bit of a a, a bridge issue, if you yes. will. Yes. But there's still a lot of great stuff that happens, especially with Sabretooth, right? And uh, this we 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 get a little. It, it started with the last issue. It continues this issue. We're seeing Wolverine. Like, usually we're used to just seeing Wolverine pissed off and angry. But we're getting a Wolverine that's not only pissed off and angry, but one that is, that is like, emotionally devastated. Uh, which is, is something that Percy's you know, brought to this character throughout this 44-issue this, this run, but not quite like what we've seen over the past couple issues. So... Um, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of this. Um, and as you said, it is, it is hands down out of the big two. This is a top three story right now. Uh, but another book, Nicholas, that I think warrants, uh, to be in that conversation, uh, is Avengers Twilight. Ooh. This is written by Chip Zdarsky and with art by Daniel Acuna and, uh, I read the first issue, absolutely loved it. Um, as I mentioned in catching up, I read issue two so that I could, when when it dropped this week, when we got the review copy, I could read it immediately. This is fantastic. You know, we're in the future. There's an event called H Day where essentially all the heroes were, you know, either wiped out or thrown in prison or decommissioned if you will and now we have this resistance you know the the defenders you know led by an elderly luke cage and an elderly um steve rogers who had purged himself you know of the superhero serum but has since decided to take it back and now they're on this sort of recruiting you know he's on this recruiting mission and and what happens in this third issue where we see steve rogers 
um, the, the, the story that Chip is writing revolving around Iron Man is a little Ted Williams-esque, if you will, if you're familiar with the uh, with, with how Ted Williams died and what happened to his head. <laughs> wow. Um, right. But his son and, and what's going on with his son and what Chip is writing here um, is absolutely fantastic. And, and Acuna's art is really gritty. Um, great action scenes. Great. Like, especially in this issue, there's some, just some epic panels of just, just of, of, I wouldn't say violence, just great sort of cinematic type action that you see here. Um, this is, this is, this was one of my favorite books that I read this week. People forget about that Ted Williams stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I, I can't remember last time I thought about that. Right. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. I, I, the, the, literally one of the greatest baseball players who ever lived. And his son was such a fucking scumbag. Um, the fact that his head is frozen somewhere, right? That's how like his, his story comes to an end. You gotta be fucking kidding me. It's bizarre. Um, no. I didn't know the sun part actually. So I'm, cause I gotta, I gotta read up a little bit more, but anyways, uh, not to get too deep into baseball talk, despite Ryan Parrott's requests, um, <laughs> DC comics, we got detective comics, 1082, which Joe is all over green arrow issue nine, a series that I do need to catch up on the flash issue six. Harley Quinn, 37. Batman, Brave and the Bold, issue 10. The Penguin, issue 7. Jay Garrick, The Flash, issue 5. Power Girl, issue 6. And Amazon's Attack, issue 5. From Image, we have World Tree, issue 8. I don't know. Did you get a chance to read this one yet, Nicholas? I did. I yeah. did, yes. Excellent. I loved it because we, we, got, we got some important information in this issue that I think was uh, – uh, what I what I loved about it too is it, it did one of those things where it's like if you're uh, if you're if you're reading this or if you see this I'm already dead, mm-hmm. um, which can be sort of a cliche kind of trope done, but it was done really well in this issue, yeah. um, in this story. Um, Duke issue three, uh, Radiant Black issues twenty eight and twenty eight point five. The only reason why I hadn't read this because I need to go back and read twenty seven and twenty seven and okay. a half. Yes, um, Monstrous issue forty nine. Ice Cream Man, issue 38. Um, Undiscovered Country, 28. I feel like it's been a very long time since we've last seen the book uh, Undiscovered mm-hmm. Country. Uh, Phantom Road, issue 9. Jeff Lemire. This, I can't believe how fast I flew through this issue. It was it was really good stuff. Reason why I'm not talking more about it uh, is because I do want to do an entire issue on it, um, which you know I'll do a mainline on that uh, sometime soon. Um, Eden Wood, issue five. That, of course, is written by uh, Tony Daniel. Hack Slash, Back to School, issue three. Uh, Deep Cuts, issue five. Terror War, issue nine. Siphon, issue four. And uh, maybe, just maybe, the the best book of the week, Nicholas, uh, at least in my opinion, uh, is New Burn, issue 15. Yeah, so damn good. It's um. The, the, by the way, real quick before I get into Newborn, uh, Monstrous issue forty nine. I'm not fully caught up on Monstrous yet, but that is a book I intend to talk about on the show on here at some point. Just haven't been able to because just haven't been able to catch it up fully because obviously forty eight issues uh, prior to is a ton. But anyways, Newborn issue fifteen. Obviously, Chip Zdarsky, Jacob Phillips, and we're coming to the end of the Newborn story, which is tough to hear uh, because just 
obviously you and I have fallen in love with the character. We fell in love with him the first issue that we read. And we were very lucky to, wasn't it like the first five issues that we got before we had yeah. Chip on the show? It was insane. Yeah. yeah. So that was, it was just amazing. To just so much with that character. I spent so much time with him right away. And uh, we were very fortunate. And I, like, who knows what's going to happen at the end here? We, we, like it could go a, a multiple different ways, but what we're seeing right now, this whole story has been an amazing game of chess. And and we've talked about how like uh, Newburn is kind of like prime Belichick in a way where he's a, he's gruff and kind of like, you know, can't be bothered And B he's like playing, you know, uh, Chinese checkers and everybody else is playing chess. He's just so next level, but now we've kind of seen him get challenged in, in a few different ways. And then now in this issue, we get even more, of a challenge. We like learn more about what exactly has gone on. There's been like breadcrumbs leading to, to this point. It's not like it came out of nowhere, but what I, I love is we're seeing other elite players in the field right now. And Newburn is doing the exact opposite of what Belichick did before he got the boot in New England. He's rising to the occasion and like handling everything, at least to this point, we'll see what happens in issue 16. Cause it could go like five different ways. What, what I loved about this issue is that there's a character who uh, you talk about breadcrumbs. This is a character that was, that was introduced, I think last arc. Um, and we've seen, you know, bits and pieces of, but the reporter mm-hmm. and I love nothing more than when arrogant, smug characters who think that like, they're the ones that are, um, you know, ahead of the game, they're the ones playing chess. It turns out they're the ones that are, are just fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Like the smartest person in the room, if you you know, is never the smartest person in the room. And right. we kind of what we get in this issue is we 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 see sort of that character thinking that you know um, that you know they're they're one upping everyone and they're really not. Um, and I love that. What I because I think the next issue is the last one, correct? Yes. Right. And so what I loved about this series was when it started, the potential was, you know, and the way Chip talked about it was you could sort of read each individual book. It's its own sort of self-contained story. And there's there was like this minor thread of an arc woven through it. And what I had hoped for was that with this series, we would have gotten a lot more of that before it had wrapped up, right? He could have gone two, three arcs of just individual new burn detective mobs type stories. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, he decided, okay, this is the story I'm going to tell. And so the last two arcs have been just sort of this overarching, you know, story um, with it coming to its, its end at issue 16. And I think Stillwater was 16 or 17 issues as well, right? Maybe 18, hmm. something like that, right? Wasn't wasn't terribly. I mean, it's long in the sense that you know he's been writing it for, for over a year, of course. But um, this has been an absolutely brilliant and fantastic story. I hate to see it come to an end, but uh, it looks like it's going to end um on an absolutely you know high note in the sense like going out on top, so to speak, and not like having something drag on, drag on, and oh shit, I gotta kind of end this and maybe not ending it the way you want to end it. So Chip's always really done done well with that when it comes to his his books and his stories, like telling the story he wants to tell and and whether it's 16 issues or 40 issues or, or whatever, it, it feels right 
when it mm-hmm. comes to an end. Um, it's a satisfying conclusion, and I think, unfortunately, we're getting that with uh, with um, with Newburn. I would have liked more, but um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I would like more too. But it, t- to the note of of him knowing how to end things, I mean, like I said, there, there are a few different ways that this could go, and like, I, I don't have a lean of what I want necessarily. Like. Like what happened? Like if it's good for Newborn, if it's bad for Newborn, or, or or some of these other characters, I just like it all. As long as it makes sense, like mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that ride. And um, he's like set the stage where anything could happen, and that's just that's the best going into to a, a conclusion. It's just you have zero clue what's going on, but there's a lot of different ways that could that could make sense. So. Yep. That's it's it's been like we've said it many times like this is a must read series and having it like 16 issues from a writing standpoint is a long time, um, especially today's day and age in comics. But at the same time, like you said, where you want more, this is a very accessible series for anybody mm-hmm. who has not given it a look. And if you've been listening to us for any length of time, why the fuck haven't you given it a look yet? Uh, this new burn is next level stuff. But yeah, awesome stuff. Um, and uh, looks like I think next month is when it comes to an end. So yeah. Gonna be sad about that. Maybe when uh, if, if we see Chip at uh, Sh- Chicago, you can uh, give him what's what's for because uh, <laughs> no, I'll give him a piece chip. of my mind. <laughs> Your Chip. No, I would um, never. I would never dream of it. <laughs> now moving on to AWA this week, big week for them because we got the finale of the Ribbon Queen issue eight. Of course, that is Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs, which is a terrifying tandem to say the least. And obviously I don't want to uh, get into spoilers. I don't want to go too far because I am going to talk about this at length on the show at some point down the line. Uh, but what I do want to say about the ending, I mean, the art's been crazy. The whole series, it's um, it might even be like the number one reason that you read this story. I mean, and that there, there are times where that's the case in comics. And there are times where it's not like you, you know, there's writers that you love. And obviously Ennis is a writer that we both like quite a bit, but, Jason Burroughs is like absolutely banana land with everything that, that he does. And um, there's a lot of violence in this final issue, but the grisly ending, like this, this ending is grisly. And then you get this final page, Joe, that like, I don't know if I should let you read that final page. Like, I'll just (laughs) tell you what it is when you get there. You can call me if it's two in the morning and be like, what the fuck's last page? I don't want to look at it. Okay. It's this. It'd be two in the afternoon. (laughs) This is that's a fair point. That's a good that's a good call. Um, so yeah, it's um that's gonna stick with some people for sure. So it's been um an unbelievable visual experience. So the Ribbon Queen issue eight, um, you know, make sure you get it in trade form and uh, we'll be I'll be talking about again at length uh at some point down the line. But that is it from AWA this week. What do we got from Boom? Okay, I'm gonna rip a few of these off here. Uh, from Boom, we have uh, Rare Flavors Issue 4. That, of course, is written by Rom V. Uh, we have MMPR Issue 17. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, issue so 117. The, the ending is, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Are we doing like some real throwback here? I am so excited. I, Melissa Flores is killing it. Um, we have The Expanse, Dragon Tooth Issue 9, Slow Burn Issue 5. Uh, Boom is at it again with their pen and ink series, this time Grim. Um, part of the reason why I love Grim is I love the colors. Mm. Uh, that's a big, big draw to me. But I yeah. do like these these pen and ink um, you know, things that they're doing because it, it, it's like a director's cut, uh, so to speak. But yeah. like this, this is a series like 
I love the fucking colors and 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 stripping it of the of that like it's not gonna take away because the story's great but like I I will say this is one of those instances where it's like I, I will be missing the colors on uh, you know uh, on yeah. this one um, and then we have orcs uh, orcs the gift issue three uh, from uh, Dark Horse we have uh, Scott Snyder and Dan Panosian's Canary issue three so the conclusion uh, to that story that started way back when during Scott Tober um a few years ago at this point now geez um we have borealis issue three avatar frontiers of pandora issue one uh from idw we have star trek defiant issue 12 uh godzilla war for humanity issue four star trek cards academy issue six dungeons and dragons saturday morning adventures issue two sonic the hedgehog fang the hunter issue two and my little pony can Bucky Roller Derby issue two. Um, Violet was helping me, so I want to say this real quick. Swaggins was helping me with the solicit. Uh, wow! So I was. She came down when I was working on it, and so I'd be typing out the title, and she would tell me what issue number it is. And when it got to uh, my little pony, uh, I you know I say okay, can Bucky issue can Bucky Roller Derby? She goes, what's that? I said, oh well, it's a play. On there's a, a horse racing event called the Kentucky Derby. She goes, Ken Bucky, that doesn't sound right. So she's she's a little bit too much like her old man, I think. Wow, <laughs> you know, when it not a fan to... of the headlines and the titles. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple does not fall far from the tree there. But we have something from Vault Nicholas. What do we have? Yes, we got the nasty issue seven from friend of the show John Lee, which we talked to him about. When we had him on recently, we actually thought we were going to talk a little bit more in detail, but the release of the nasty was actually a little bit later than we expected. But this is the penultimate issue of this series and a very emotional issue. Um, yeah. and it's, it's obviously John alongside John is uh, Adam Cahoon, and I I'm I'm dying for this eighth issue. Um, I did fall a little bit behind and then just binge through this to get to, to issue seven. And it's been a really fun series um in, in like letting it like as it's like had its chance to like stretch its wings and seeing what's going on with red ennis and how it's re reflecting uh graham and everything um two big things to still be wrapped up no guarantee of what's to happen with either of those two things and um i just i'm very excited for the for this like yeah we're never trying to rush the series end but i'm very excited to see how this wraps up yeah, that's you know how I felt about the madness. Remember, I was like, I need to know how this ends because mm -hmm. you're so invested in it. And I and I believe this, you know, when we talked, I saw John tweet about this, and then we talked to him about uh, it. Where there's there's a there's a few moments in this uh, one in particular uh, that gets a little emotional. And John talked about that how it sort of affected him, and um, you know, not that it, it it had come from any sort of personal place, but just you know, in the, in the context of the story and the characters that, that we dealt with, it was uh, both from a writing and uh, an artistic uh, perspective. It was, a, it was a very, uh, very emotional little scene there. That was a great, it was a pivotal point, I should say, you know, for the story and, and for the issue. So the nasty has been, been great. And, and two, like we've talked about it before. And I mentioned this with him, like where some of his other horror books sink, Go back it on Kickstarter if you haven't already. Um, Hotel, Crimson Cage, you know, where he's done a lot of his work with either Alex Cormack or uh, Delabar Talich. 
you know, they have there, there's that that horror element is much more uh, visual, right? And mm -hmm. and the writing is a bit more uh, eerie and gruesome. Whereas the nasty sort of has this, you know, comes from sort of like that, you know, eighties kind of growing up feel to it. You know, there's it, it it's it's a little lighter, at, you know, at at times. But this um, particular issue really kind of gives you some of that nice campy friday the 13th um halloween kind of vibes to it where you get like some of that more just sort of that classic horror movie um cat and mouse kind of kind of feel to it so this was an excellent issue i enjoyed it very much i think this will be a great trade for people yeah. to pick up like i really do i think this is gonna for that for the people who like to wait and binge this is gonna be really a really fun read and then on top of that too, Joe, as you're going through it, I'm just thinking like our conversation where you talked about how this is a coming of age story and people always love to, to, to watch, um, you know, stories along those lines. I, I would love to see this turned into uh, a movie in some capacity. I think it would really fit well in that format. And uh, I think there's just, a, I think there's a fun story to be told here with, uh, on the big screen. Oh, you muted yourself. Oh Jesus! I was I was bell checking, and I didn't want all the the uh, snorts and the grunts. Oh, so thank God! <laughs> that happened once. Oh God! Uh, but yeah, no, I I, yeah, I fully was agree. that in an interview? I can't remember. No, no, I no, no. That was, okay. that was yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, I'll finish this off here before we get to uh, the first week of March. So we got from Titan Conan the Barbarian issue eight, the Savage Sword of Conan issue one. From Dynamite, we got Red Sonia issue eight, Negaduck. Issue four, Fire and Ice, Tigra, issue one, The Wheel of Time, The Great Hunt, issue four. And then from Mad Cave, we got Eden Frost, issue three, and Charred Remains, issue three, which I have been reading that series well. By the way, on a quick note with uh, with Alex Cormack and John Lees, if you wonder how good Alex Cormack's series, um, the, the Devil That Wears My Face is um, at over at Mad Cave, if you wonder how good it is, John Lees was like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, wasn't he like, a little jealous that Alex was like working on this story. Like, I'm not forget the Rich Duick stuff. Like he really liked this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He does not like Alex Cormack working with other writers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, we, we had a lot of fun with that. Show. It was great having them on. Um, and uh, we've had John on several times, but having Alex on for the first time that was great. Funny dude. Funny, funny, talented dude. Yes, sir. All right, let's get to the first week of March. We always start our uh, releases with Marvel Joe. Take it away. Okay, so for the week of March 6th, 2024, the year of our Lord from Marvel. Um, surprisingly, not a high volume week. A bunch of number ones, but not a high volume week. Uh, we have X-Men 32, Venom issue 31, The Avengers issue 11, uh, as I say that, I'm now I'm like, oh, shit, maybe there's more books here than I realized. Star Wars 44, <laughs> Doctor Strange issue 13, uh, Captain America issue 7, The Sensational She-Hulk issue. Yeah, disregard everything I said. This is a fucking long week for Marvel. Uh, She-Hulk issue 6, Daredevil Gang War issue 4, Thanos issue 4, <laughs> Star Wars, the, <laughs> uh, the High Republic issue 4, uh, the Century issue four, and then we have a bunch of number ones here. And um, I'm not going to read synopsis for all of these, but uh, we will give you the uh, the creative team behind them. We have Ultimate X Men issue one. So Marvel's been doing this whole Ultimate series, yeah. uh, which 
I didn't read. I've only read the Spider-Man one. Did you read uh, the second is, one? Because I know we got the Marvel copies late. Um, oh yeah, excellent. Yeah, excellent. So that's one you forgot. E to oh stuff. yeah, I did forget to mention that. Um, excellent stuff. Um, but Ultimate X Men issue one. This is written and drawn by Peach Momoko. Interesting. Uh, we have the spectacular Spider-Man issue one, written by Greg Weissman with art by Umberto Ramos. Nice. We have Aliens What If issue one, written by Hans Radnoff with art by Adam Goldberg. Uh, giant sized Spider Gwen. This is written by friend of the show Melissa Flores with art by Alba Glass. Nice. Swinging from the pages of Spider Gwen Smash, Gwen Stacy has finally found some balance in her home dimension. But when the remnants of Carnage symbiote resurface in Gwen's bandmate Mary Jane, they attract the attention of something sinister. Uh, so Melissa Flores, you know she's going to have great command of this character. I feel like this is a character that is perfect for her. Yeah. Um I was going to say is this a violent pickup but then you started getting bringing in carnage to the mix it's like eh, yeah yeah maybe no, not yeah 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 no, 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 no. not carnage. Uh but I, Melissa's going to going to knock it out of the park with this series so very excited about that. Uh we have Weapon X-Men issue 1 written by Christos Gage with art by uh Yildare Sinar. Uh we have Miss Marvel Mutant Menace issue 1 written by Sabir uh, Perzada with art by Aman uh, Valani and Blood Hunt Diaries issue zero. I hate this. I effing hate issue zeros. <laughs> Just make it a one or don't even title it. Just make it like a preview. Uh, but Blood Hunt Diaries issue zero. This is written by Jed McKay with art by uh, Pepe Lares. And this is a crossover event preview, right? Mm. So why even number it? Hmm. Urgh. Yeah, I there still gotta go. check. I might check this out. Um, just the Blood Hunt event in general, because McKay is uh, oh, she's on. He's on apparently Moonlight. it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. It looks like, and I and I and I love the idea of this because it kind of like gets you prepared. So it's not mm -hmm. like you you know you get into the event and all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're gonna kind of you're gonna be able to know sort of right away what you're getting into, uh, with this. But like, yeah, just uh that's just a B thing. No, no, no. But let me ask you this: Do you would you rather have a Blood Hunt Diaries Zero or Blood Hunt Diaries Alpha? What would you prefer? Oh, I hate both. To mm. be honest with I you, I take Zero over Alpha. Yeah, I would take Zero over Alpha. Uh, but but just, I don't know. What, yeah, I don't have a resolution. Just this, do so. Blood Hunt Diaries preview. I don't know. Mm. I yeah, know. I don't know. There's got to be. There's got to be something else. Um, but uh, on the quick note of Miss Marvel, uh, Mutant Menace, Iman Vellani is the the girl that plays Miss um, Marvel now. So she's she was writing some stuff oh, previously. Right, right, right. So she's like you know continuing to do uh, work on that. So if you like that character, something you might want to check out. Uh, from DC, we got Batman. 145 which is we're back to batman stories no longer mm -hmm. uh, joker was it year one right yeah um poison ivy issue 20 birds of prey issue seven which i've been hearing some good things about shazam issue nine blue beetle issue seven kneel before zod issue three suicide squad kill arkham asylum issue two superman Issue. I'm sorry. I always do this with Superman and Bat and Batman when it's the the 78 and 89. Superman 78, the Metal Curtain, issue five. That's what I get for saying his name like that. Uh, Batman Scooby Doo. Told you. 
Mysteries issue three. And then uh, the one first issue that we have is from Dan Jurgens and Mike Perkins, and that's The Batman First Night. Um, this is a retell of one of Batman's most infamous cases through an acutely modern lens. Okay. What do we got yeah. from Image? Uh, from Image, uh, Light Week from Image, uh, we have Gunslinger Spawn issue 29, King Spawn issue 31, Void Rivals issue 7, Love Everlasting issue 13, a book I am really looking forward to. Here's Crave issue 4. Oh, yeah. And then Kaya issue 16. And then we have a number one, The Last Mermaid. Uh, this is written and drawn by Derek Kirk Kim. A lone mermaid roams an endless wasteland on a quest beyond reason. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, image. Uh, I've, I'm not familiar with Derek Kirk Kim's work, uh, but, you know, something something worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, and then also printing through image, we got Skybound, The Walking Dead Deluxe, issue 84. Uh, then from Boom, we got Ranger Academy, issue 5. Pine and Merrimack, issue 3. If you've been sleeping on this series, wake the fuck up. Uh, then we got Under Heist, issue 2. Um, I'll just take us through the rest of these, Joe, so you can take yeah. a pitch of breath. Uh, so Dark oh, Horse, you. we got sub Subgenre, issue 4, which you started reading that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you like it so far? I, I love it. And if you recall, I undibsed it because I, I wanted you to read it um, because I don't know how I could discuss this book on the show because that's it, what it was. It's a little too complicated for my simple brain. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely, because I, I, I wanted to check this out and I thought I was going to, I just, for some reason, that's when it kind of kept slipping past me. Okay. Cool. Uh, Time Travelers Tales, issue four. IDW, we got TMNT, Saturday, Saturday Morning Adventures, issue 11. And then TMNT, The Last Ronin 2. Re-Evolution issue one from Tom Waltz, Kevin Eastman, artists Ben Bishop, Esau Escorza, and Isaac Escorza. And then uh, from AWA, we got Red Light issue three. Vault, we got Beyond Real issue two. From Top Cow, we got Antarctica issue nine, which is a book that Joe, are you going to talk about on here at some point? Uh, Yeah, that Red Light. Uh, now, I undibs Beyond Real too, because... We so we could both read that one. Yes. No, no, but Antarctica. Are you gonna talk yes. about that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, cool. yes, yes, yes. Nice. And then to round things out, a book that I'm gonna talk about on this show, The Devil That Wears My Face, issue five, which again is another one Joe's gonna have to read at night. But uh you're not gonna have to worry about that. On the week of the thirteenth, what do we got from Marvel for that week? That is Doc's forty second birthday. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. On a new comic book day, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're Marvel's back back on the uh if you thought last week was long. Oh boy. Okay, so uh for the March 13th new comic book day from Marvel, we have the amazing Spider-Man issue 45, Wolverine issue 45, the Immortal Thor issue 8, Darth Vader issue 44, Ultimate Black Panther issue 2, Avengers Twilight issue 4. Fall of the House of X, issue three. Dead X-Men, issue three. Carnage, issue five. Spider-Gwen Smash, issue four. Mace Windu, issue two. What If Venom, issue two. Alien Black, White, and Blood, issue two. Power Back into the Storm, issue three. And then we have a couple number ones, because it wouldn't be Marvel without a thousand number ones. Uh, we have uh, Symbiote Spider-Man, issue 20. Oh, sorry. Symbiote Spider-Man 2099 issue one, gotcha. uh, written by Peter David and with art by uh, Raj Antonio. 
We have Black Widow and Hawkeye issue one. This is written by Stephanie Phillips with mm-hmm. art by Paolo uh, Villanelli. Um, big fan of Stephanie yeah. Phillips. So this is definitely yeah. one worth uh, checking out uh, for show. Uh, but I think one that we're both extremely uh, giddy for, and that's Ghost Rider Final Vengeance issue one. This, of course, written by Benjamin Percy with art by Danny Kim. Uh, who is the new spirit of vengeance? Johnny Blaze was bonded with the spirit of vengeance. Unwilling to be a monster, Johnny used this demon from hell to do good as the ghost writer, but heroism isn't what the writer was meant for. So who will be the new spirit of vengeance, and what will it mean for the Marvel Universe? Yeah. and I mean, is it going to yeah. be... Uh, um, War Road? Um, yeah, I would think so. Natalia War Road. Yes, Natalia. Thank you. Yeah, That's my I, gut. That's my I, gut. I would think so. And also, like, when it comes to, like, this is like a big change. This is a big deal. And obviously, we've seen other Ghost Riders over the years. Johnny Blaze is not the only Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes is the most well-known otherwise. Obviously, Danny Ketch, who we saw pop up recently as well. Um, but, like, if there's anybody that I want handling this kind of thing with, a ghost writer or, or like just the characters that he knows and, and gets assigned to it's Benjamin Percy. He just, he, cause he cares so deeply about these characters. And we talked to him about ghost writer when he first began that series. And it's just like, I've always liked ghost writer. thought it was cool. I didn't, I didn't like read a ton of ghost writer stuff, but his look, obviously, how do you not appreciate that look? Especially if you're like a, a rock fan in any capacity, but Man, that guy fucking loves Ghost Rider, and he has just done so well with the character. So I'm excited to see what he does here. Yeah, yeah. His handling of Wolverine, his handling of Ghost Rider. You know, you can put him up there with Chip's handling of Daredevil and Tom Taylor's handling of Nightwing. And I think that's fair. Right? I really it's, do. It's been excellent. It really, it really has been, you know, excellent. So yeah. um, I think uh, Natalia War would be would be a great Ghost Rider, and it would be fun to see a female character take on that role and and mm-hmm. see what see what uh ben does with it um yeah but yeah awesome stuff from a uh, dc on doc's birthday we got action comics 1063 batman and robin issue seven green lantern issue nine wesley dodds the sandman issue six red hood the hill issue two outsiders issue five speed force issue five fables issue 162 sinister sons issue two Looney Tunes 277. And then we got Suicide Squad Dream Team issue one by Nicole Maines and Eddie Barrows. And Batman Dylan Dog uh, issue one by Roberto Riccioni and Werther Deladera. I don't know what the hell, who the hell Dylan Dog is. No, no idea. Um, um, but, you know, uh, Werther Deladera, you know, the art's going to be good at the very least. Uh, from Image, what a week from Image. Holy cow. We have Fish Flies issue five. No one, issue eight. I hate Fairyland, issue twelve. Dark Ride, issue eleven. The One Hand, issue two. Knights, issue six. Petrol Head, issue five. Our Bones Dust, issue four. Uh, Adventure Man, uh, Ghost Lights, issue two. Uh, the Weatherman, issue three. Uh, the Cabinet, issue two. And then we have a number one, Nick. Here is Napalm Lullaby, written by Rick Remender with art by Bengal. Uh, what does that next line say? <clears throat> Dibs called by Doc on February 25th, 2024 at 4.11 p.m. Eastern time? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. uh, EST. 
a child with unimaginable power is raised to believe he is God by a cult of zealots, utterly confident in the moral authority of their religion. The magnificent leader has imposed his will on humanity and created the ultimate theocracy. Join them or be cast out to suffer with the masses. I've known about this title for a while and I never checked the synopsis. I was just like, recommender, okay, I'm going to be checking it out. And I should have fucking looked at the synopsis because like I would have called dibs on that so goddamn fast. Nice See job. That? I'm doing the Millhouse eyebrow raise. Mm, yeah, for those yeah. listening. Yeah. Goddamn. Well done, yeah. sir. Well done. A uh, real quick note before I move on to other uh, companies. I hate Fairyland issue 12. So the, like, as I mentioned, when I talked about I hate Fairyland, uh, the, the original story a little while back, I've started on the second one and it is... I mean, look, it's Scott Young's story. He knows the character. He knows the world. He's going to kill it. But man, like I have been blown away um, by uh, by this second story, too. Uh, from Skybound, an image imprint, we have Transformers issue six. Wow, that just zoomed in on my face. From Boom, we have House of Slaughter issue 21. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the return issue two. Zawa in the Belly of the Beast, issue five. Firefly, The Fall Guys, issue six. Abbott, 1979, issue five. And then we have a number one from Boom. I Hate Skull Crusher, issue one, written by Josie Campbell with art by Aliso Zano. Uh, from A Dark Horse, we have Star Wars, The High Republic Adventures, issue four. Blue Book, 1947, issue two. This, of course, is written by James Tynan. Um, this is uh, the second part, uh, or this is a new alien story, a blue book, um, which came out uh, a little while ago, was excellent. So this is another sort of alien uh, adventure for the people. Uh, we have The Assassin's Apprentice 2, issue four. And then a couple of number ones. We have Helen of Windhorn, issue one. This is written by Tom Qu uh, Tom King with art by uh, Billiquist Everly. Um, and we have John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, Rise of the Sludge God, issue one. This is written by Michael uh, Morici with art by Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque. IDW. All right. TMNT 149, Dark Spaces Dungeon, issue four. Star Trek, Sons of Star Trek, issue one. That is by Morgan Hampton and Miguel Angel Hernandez. And then we got a little, uh, little first issue from AWA that I've already gotten to take a look at. And I am very excited about it, but I will... Uh, Remind you guys of this title, of course, The Little Black Book, issue one that I have dibs on by Jeff McComsey, Felipe Coinha, um, as Joe has enlightened me, uh, is how you pronounce his name, and then, um, apologies for that, Felipe, previously, and Marco Lesco, who we've talked about his work on colors uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't, I'm trying to recall where else we've seen him besides AWA, but I mean, hell man, the work he does with AWA, AWA is One of the best colorists, period. 100%. And then uh, we got uh, the, the synopsis for a little black book issue in which Axel Alonso told us about on the show a little while back. Cole, a straight arrow handyman, finds himself in the crosshairs of a ruthless crime syndicate along with his pregnant wife. But what is the meaning of the little black book of underworld contacts Cole's deceased father had hidden in his home? Cole's deceased father believed the best thing he could do for his son was to stay out of his life. But does that apply? Yeah, does that does the apple fall far from the tree? I was, I was like, Apple? Why the fuck do you say Apple? 
Um, but yeah, so it, the first issue was outstanding. Make sure you guys pick this up. I hope you added it to your pull list. If you didn't get to the comic shop, what the day this comes out on Joe's birthday and pick that shit up right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a f- happy birthday to me, fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll take us through these since you were uh, taking care of me while I was out. From Vault, we got End After End, Issue 9, Mad Cave, A Legacy of Violence, Issue 11, Skeeters, Issue 4, Titan, Blade Runner, 2039, Issue 11, Rebel Moon, The House of Blood Axe, Issue 3, From Ablaze, we got The Agent, Issue 4, and the Prism issue six, Dynamite. We got Thundercats issue two. How was the first issue? Fantastic, nice. fantastic. So uh, I've gone back and I've started like rewatching the cartoon because it's on the Hulu. And uh, the first episode and the first issue very similar. Declan Chalvey, who's who's writing it, uh, has made a couple little tweaks to to modernize it a little bit, uh, but very similar. So like I, I said in my uh, stack video when the first issue came out. Uh, old fans of Thundercats uh, will recognize it and appreciate it. New readers and, and people that are new to Thundercats in general, uh, not knowing anything about it, I think will enjoy it very much. That's that's all you can ask for. I mean, that's a lot to ask for, but that is all that is all you can ask for for sure. Also from Dynamite on the week of the 13th, we got King Kong, The Great War, Issue 5. Everybody's got their hands on King Kong, it seems like. Then from Source Point Press, we got The Seance Room, Harry's Opus issue one by Pen, Ben Templesmith, which then brings us, Joe, to the week of the 20th. All right. So March 20th, 2024 from Marvel. Let's see if I can do this all in one breath. Uh, oh, God. <clears throat> okay. Not, pass not, out, I'm not I, I'm, I feel, Okay. Yeah. But if you pass okay. out, like I'm not, you know, I'm not liable well, for anything. Just, just, just pick up the slack. Uh, we have, <laughs> there's no way I can do this. Fantastic Four issue 18, Invincible Iron Man issue 16, Vengeance of the Moon Knight issue. I can't do it. <laughs> Vengeance of the Moon Knight <laughs> issue three, Resurrection of Magneto issue three. I just got overwhelmed looking at it. So no, I yeah, too many. It. You know, it's too many multi, like four word <laughs> titles. If you had like Blade and some of these other ones in here, you could have done it. Right. We have Blade issue nine, Spider Boy issue five, Black Panther issue 10, Spider Woman issue five, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver issue two, Star Wars The High Republic issue five, Captain Marvel issue six, Star Wars Thrawn Alliances issue three, Wolverine Madripoor Knights issue two, Night Thrashers issue two, Beware the Planet of the Apes issue three. And then we have a slew of number ones here. I'll uh, rip through a bunch of these real quick. We have X-Men Forever, issue one, written by Kieran Gillen with art by Luca uh, Maresca. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have Web of Spider-Man, issue one, um, written and drawn by various. This seems 2024 is prime for one of the biggest years in spider history. This is probably a bunch of little stories getting us set up for another major event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Star Wars Django Fett, issue one. This is written by Ethan Sachs yeah. with art by Luke Ross. Um, I'm excited about Ethan Sachs because I just finished A Haunted Girl, which I will be talking about on the show when we get back to Mainlines. And that, of course, was written by Ethan Sachs and his daughter, Naomi. Uh, excellent. It was my first uh, book that I can recall being written by Ethan Sachs. Mm-hmm. Loved his writing style. So this will be you know, him dipping into the uh, Star Wars uh, universe. Uh, should be something else. And then we have Star Wars Visions, um, uh, Takeshi Okazaka. Uh, issue one. This is, of course, written by uh, and drawn by Takeshi Okazaka. He did a Visions book. 
Yes. You know, like yes. sometime last year, that yes. was excellent. Yes, he's the guy that that's that's why like I highlighted this because yeah, yeah. like this is the guy who does the Ronin. So that's from yeah. the Visions show, and like this is when I read that I was like, we need more of this character. Like I don't, yeah. it, 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 he looks so cool, and I feel like there's just this, this is the kind of shit when I talk about what I want to see from Star Wars. This is why I, I took so much to to Balin Skull, and and they, there's these like characters that are like they're not good guys, but they're uh, are they bad guys? Like um, it's like this gray area, and I think that's a really cool area that's only been touched so much when it comes to Star Wars. Ah- Ahsoka, like that show in general, definitely touches that realm, um, and and I'm really like grateful for that. But there's, I would love to see more of those characters, and that's why like I'm happy for Ethan Sachs doing Jango Fett, but I'm also like, why are we doing Jango Fett stories? Like I'm, um, we're kind of. I liked Django Fett kind of, but he was like, he didn't really do much with him. Why? I want to see more of the Ronin. I want to see, like, I didn't watch as much of Visions, but it's like, if you, like, if you watch, if there's other cool characters in there that people took to, why not delve into some of those or some of the other characters that people liked from past video games? I've said that many a time. I the just, old Republic. Give me an old Republic story. That's what I'm saying. Like, we right. get, we get some of that stuff, but it's not. It's not as like it's not edgy, and I get like I believe me, I understand you want to have stuff that's for kids with Star Wars. I, I get that, but as we like when we talk about this Wolverine stuff, I hope it's killing it in sales. And same with Ghost Rider because those are definitely more adult books with some of these characters and these characters who we haven't seen on the big screen. You kind of have room to get creative with that that shit. So um, I, I'll be picking this up, and I, I want more of the Ronin. I'm gonna definitely be checking it out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, for me, like that's uh, I absolutely have to pick that up, even if it's well, just a one shot. That's the beauty and the curse of Star Wars, right? Is that it's it's always sort of been this thing, but it's really become this 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 massive machine. And the beauty of Star Wars is that there is this entire world, the this 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 lore that that spans a huge timeline that you can explore, right, and mm-hmm. delve into and. You can make up characters. You can take obscure characters and and you can explore them and and sort of go in any direction you want. There's more than enough to satisfy having properties that are more geared towards kids and then having those that are more geared towards adults. There's nothing that says you can't have both. Not like you don't have to have something that has to be for everyone. Right. right. This is more than enough there to satisfy sort of both age ranges. Right. The curse of Star Wars is twofold. One is that you have those that say that just want canon stuff. Right. right. They just want Skywalker stuff. They just want what they know. Right. And that can be infuriating uh, because there's so much there to explore. Right. You can slap Star Wars on it and explore all these different avenues but like people like get all bent out of shape if it's not a skywalker saga or something like that mm-hmm. also the other the other curse is that like not not everyone is um you know like we've gotten some cool star wars stuff that maybe you know, that has sort of veered off like the mandalorian right like that was sort of like didn't see it coming didn't know we wanted it season one kicked ass and that's by and large been a great property Mm -hmm. um but we've had people come in and do 
Solo and and yeah. the Obi Wan stuff and and if just like missed the mark, mm-hmm. right? And that can disenfranchise at times. Disenfranchised me a little bit, right? Uh, but we got Ahsoka that came out and was was fucking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. So you can you it, it's it's about finding no pun intended that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Of 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 exploring something new and having the right people take on the project. Because yeah. when you when you when you miss the mark on the character and you miss the mark on the creative team, then it could just it just sours. So like, that's the beauty and the curse is that we have such high expectations, um, and sometimes we have tunnel vision at the same time, and it's hard to like deviating from that being being solely satisfied. So uh, that's why this vision stuff is great. Uh, Takeshi Okazaki is a brilliant and gorgeous artist. So when you see his stuff, like it's, it, it's, it's apropos that he's doing a series or, or book titled Visions, because his vision, his artistic vision for these things is just extraordinary. It really is. I really wish they'd use uh, like like Star Wars, however you want to put it, Disney, that would use the comics arm as like a testing ground for more and more stuff. Because I understand that these other like, you know, like shows or movies maybe can return, although with Disney Plus, with the amount of money that they've supposedly lost, like maybe the shows aren't as profitable. But with the comics, it's like, this is where people expect you to take some swings to try different stuff. We don't need, like, we don't need retread. We don't need to be circling back to these established characters. Some people will want that. And there, there's definitely some room for that. But we also, like, we're here for some new shit. Like that's, mm. so I, I would love to see them take some swings but i'm not gonna hold my breath on that front um anyways moving on to dc we got nightwing issue 112 as we close in on the final arc that'll begin of of, um sorry of um tom taylor's run which will begin on issue 114 we got batman superman world's finest issue 25 superman one i mean sorry issue 12 um titans issue 9 wonder woman issue 7 justice society of america issue 9 Catwoman issue 63, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong issue 6, Green Lantern War Journal issue 7, John Constantine Hellblazer Dead in America issue 3, Batman 89 Echoes issue 2, and then the one first issue we got from DC on the week of the 20th is DC's April special issue 1, and that's uh, APE-RIL, written by John Lehman with art by Carl Mostert. Um, yeah. So there we yeah, go. There we go. So from image, uh, we have spawn issue three fifty one, Cobra commander issue two. I'm, I did something fucking stupid. Nicholas, I went to go buy Cobra commander issue two and I fucking hate this. Um, I grabbed I'm like, Oh, this is a badass cover. Let me grab this. It was a badass cover, but it was a second printing of issue one. Oh, nuts. So I had to go. I, I just went and bought issue two digitally, but I was like, fucking Christ. Uh, we have the Scorched issue 27, the Bone Orchard Mythos Tenement issue 10, Something Epic issue 8, the Holy Rollers issue 5, Kill Your Darlings issue 7, the penultimate issue. Whew. Uh, right, that's eight issues, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor evil, as you would say it. Issue Look five. at you. Yeah, I know. I Meow. fucking hate kick my own ass. Uh, the Infernals, uh, issue two. Um, yes. Can't wait for that one. Midlife or Howdy Hero at 50, issue six. Um, again, 
tighten that fucking title up, will you? Uh, the Bloody Dozen, A Tale of the Shrouded College, issue four. That's been a great series. Uh, Dutch, issue two. Uh, and then from Skybound, the imprint of Image, we have The Walking Dead Deluxe, issue 85. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, issue 305. From Boom, we got Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, issue 13. The Displaced issue two and you know what for those who are followers of us on instagram at tldr underscore pod you don't have to wait to see the first few pages of uh of the displaced issue two we actually shared those over on our instagram page boom sent us those uh first few pages so make sure you go check that out if you've been itching for some more of the displaced uh we also got lotus land issue five and then first issues we got dune house corino issue one uh written by kevin j anderson and brian Herbert, uh, with art by Simone Ragazzoni. Are you going to be checking this out? Because you've been reading all the Dune stuff. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Nice. These are great. These are great, um, great companion pieces to the to the Dune universe. Nice. And then uh, we got a first issue that I'm at least interested in. I'm, I'm kind of curious if you are too. Man's Best Issue One, written by Pornsack Pichotti, uh with art by Jesse Lundgren. Um, of course, uh, Pichotti is the the writer of the Good Asian. Um, man's best uh, homeward bound on an alien world. Man's best follows three emotional support pets living on the starship horizon, a spacecraft searching for a new home to house a humanity compromised by bad decisions and corporate greed. I just kind of find that like, so first of all, Pichotti's a good writer. We're, we're familiar with his work. So I'm interested anyways. And then this we've seen, we're seeing a lot more like animal driven stories. Um, so I kind of, I'm like, generally interested in that and then it's like these are emotional support pets so yeah. i'm just kind of like what yeah. are we doing here i kind of want to get see how weird this is going to get and check it out yeah porn check uh is a great writer and 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 uh stray dogs which i read by by tony fleeks and we both read animal castle um like these books can be hit or miss man because it's like you know, again, I'm, I'm also reading um, "Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees," where it's yeah. like Baron St. Bears type book. So it's like sounds like more know, hits than misses. Just saying. I know, right? And I gotta uh, dogs, which is wild because again, these are not typically books I think either of us would gravitate towards. No, um, but they're all great writers, so they make them, you know, uh, you know, like very engaging and and and, and wanting to check them out. So um, that is definitely one worth checking out. Just on the creative team alone um from a dark horse we have if you find this i'm already dead issue two which i believe you are reading yes sir and we have stranger things the voyage issue four and then we have a number one which i believe i called dibs on you did um this is dawn runner issue one this is written by rom v with art by evan kegel i'm pissed uh, you called dibs on this one i i, I don't I, I just yeah you know it's like you know because you you've you, you've done this too like it, you got to be on Twitter at the right time because both of us miss things or one of us, you know, so it's like just happened to be on at the right time. I saw this and I didn't fucking hesitate. Um, a century ago, a portal opened over Central America and the Tetza uh, that came through changed our world. Now the world bends as its efforts to making the Iron King's great mechs that must battle the Tetza for humanity's continued survival in gladiatorial combat. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know we've talked about like this is the same thing we just talked about with the animals, right? Like we've said in the past, like Ron B, it's like it can be very hit or miss. Well, you know what? Maybe it's just one miss in a whole bunch of fucking hits 
for yeah. Ron V, if we're being yep. honest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but that was at a time when he, he only had a few sort of titles in his catalog. Now his catalog is is ever growing, and for good reason. Uh, he's fucking killing it. So I can't wait to um, to check this one out. Yeah, this one sounds like it's going to be a fun time. All right, I'll finish us off here before we get to the week of the 27th. From IDW, you mentioned it, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees, Issue 4, which could sneak up and be the uh, surprise book of the year. Star Trek, Issue 18, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Fortune Finder, Issue 5, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Untold Destiny of the Foot Clan, Issue 1, My Little Pony, Main Event, Issue 1, and then uh, from AWA, we got a book that you called dibs on, You and I, Issue 2, Titan, Life is Strange, Forget-Me-Not, Issue 2, and Blitmap, Issue 4, um, uh, Ablaze, we got Almost Dead, Issue 2, and supposedly the Agent, Issue 5, as well. I mean, we said the Agent, Issue 4 is coming out earlier in the month, so take that one with a grain of salt. Um, and then Dynamite, we got Gargoyles, Issue 12. Lilo and Stitch issue two, Fire and Ice issue four, James Bond 007 issue three. That is the Garth Ennis, uh, his run on the character. Army of Darkness Forever issue six, Vampirella issue 667, Savage Red Sonia issue five, Darkwing Duck Justice Ducks issue four, Elvira meets HP Lovecraft issue two. And then from Comicsology, we got Buy a Thread issue four. So now we are into the last week of March, uh, the uh, 27th, if you will. So uh, the disclaimer I will put here is any book we mention here outside of Marvel and DC, um, there could be some maneuvering with dates here. So. How, how, how did you? Marvel and who? Uh, I don't know. You just said it with the inflection that you. I oh, did, DC? Yeah. yeah. Is that on purpose? <laughs> Probably. Maybe not. No, I don't know. I don't. It seems, I, I, it seems like you're doing it on accident now. It's like yeah, natural. Maybe. It's coming out. It's just... <laughs> so, March 27, 2024, before Nick rudely interrupted me, we oh, have pardon. Ultimate Spider Man issue three, The Amazing Spider Man issue 46, Wolverine issue 46, yeah. X Force issue 50. Miles Morales Spider-Man issue 18, Daredevil issue 7, The Incredible Hulk issue 10, Gods issue 6, Rise of the Powers of X issue 3, Superior Spider-Man issue 5, Edge of the Spider-Verse issue 2, Cable, I wanted to say Cabal, but you know, I'm, no. Cable issue 3, uh, Thunderbolts issue 4, Spider-Punk Arms Race issue 2, Obi-Wan Kenobi issue 6, Predator, The Last Hunt, Issue 2. Um, and then uh, we have Jackpot and the Black Cat, Issue 1. This is written by Celeste uh, Bronfman with art by Emilio uh, Leso. And then we have X-Men 97, Issue 1, written by Steve Fox with art by Salvador Espin. So, of course, we're getting X-Men 97 because the show's coming out. We obviously all see Everybody's seen the trailer. It's the most viewed, like, trailer, I think. In yeah, and they nerfed Rogue's dumper, man. Okay. Anyways, um, this, so x not, so not a great start, just saying. It, it's, okay. I, okay. <laughs> you, you've, you've said too much, so I'm going to have to say something now. That, that is one image from the entire show that that happened. That's great, Bob. Someone's already, someone's already shown other, like, art. From no, 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 I'm saying the image you're referring to is like one image from that the original X Men run. If you look back, there's plenty of times where what didn't look like that, like yeah, well. what's, what we're seeing now, like that's not like 
I, like they're they're not nerfing it. They're just doing what they did previously. Nerfed, nerfed. Just okay. And also, it's animated, so take it easy. Anyways, um, so we're getting so getting this companion story. I'm very excited about in yeah. general. Obviously, it makes sense where we're getting it. All that. But then I, I mentioned a while back, Steve Fox. Joe and I have both have talked about him. Um, recently, you talked about him for All Eight Eyes from Dark Horse. I talked about him for Dark X Men. Um, right before that, so I, seeing him get this title handed to him Hell further yeah. proves like the, the amount of trust that Marvel has in him, and further proves that like how we're we're, we're on to something. Like this guy is absolutely crushing it. Um, so been loving. So I'm really excited about that. Um, this is the official prelude to the hotly anticipated Disney Plus show. The X Men are back in the '90s. Have never looked better. This is the official prelude. Okay. That is a repeat in there. But anyways, you guys get it. It's a prelude to the show. So you're something you're going to want to check out. Uh, from DC, we got Detective Comics 1083, Green Arrow issue 10, The Flash issue 7, Harley Quinn 38, Batman the Brave and the Bold issue 11, The Penguin issue 8, Alan Scott the Green Lantern issue 5, Power Girl issue 7, Amazon's Attack issue 6, then we have two number ones, Batman Dark Age issue one by Mark Russell, who we've had on the show uh, previously, and uh, art by Michael Allred. And then we have Primer issue one by Jennifer Murrow and Gretel Lusky. Why the question mark after Jennifer Murrow? That would be not, a typo. Not, not, sh- not sure she's uh, going to write it? That is a typo. <laughs> but thankfully, I wrote it, so I knew it was there. Yeah. Jennifer uh, Murrow? Murrow? So, um, what what a stacked fucking week from Image. We're getting the last week of um, yeah. March here. Spawn, issue 352. Radiant Black. Now, is this 29 or is this 29 and 29 and a half? 29 and 29 and a half. That's why I have them both right next to each other. Oh, why would you do just... Because I didn't because ex- you need both there. Because I yeah, but you could have done this, Nicholas. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this right. You do this. <sighs> Bang, right? You didn't do that before. You just wrote one number down. So I wrote well, yeah, yeah. whatever. Because uh, yeah. you know, I, I knew. How about I this? Knew. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, you know what, Nicholas? <laughs> know your audience. What's my, what's my audience? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I read image. You should know me by now. Oh, oh, oh that. Now. Oh, okay. That. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I was swearing. I was like, you started to show off with this. The, the oh, well, listen, let's, let's fake news. Okay. King Spawn <laughs> issue 32, Monstrous issue 50, Ice Cream Man, the Ice Cream Man issue 39, The Scorched issue 28. What's the furthest place from here? Issue 18. Newburn issue 16. Mm. Uh Philadelphia issue 34. Moon Man issue 2. The Dead Lucky issue 12. The Six Fingers issue 2. Hack Slash Back to School issue 4. Savage Dragon issue 269. And Star Signs issue 9. Um, and then man, we we have some number ones from image this week. Yeah, uh, we have Under York issue one written by Sylvain Runeberg with art by Mirka and Dolfo. Very um, interested by that. Like, I, I, that's we're not digging into it. If Mirka and Dolfo, who's like dipping her toes into doing more writing and everything, she's going and drawing this title. There's got to be a like that's to me that's just a good sign. Like if she's yeah. In, taking this on. Yeah, uh, so that should be definitely worth checking out. Uh, we have a local man tie-in, local man bad girls issue one. This, of course, written and drawn by Tony Fleeks and Tim Seeley. 
Um, and we have Feral issue one, written by Tony Fleeks, with art by Tone Rodriguez uh, and Trish uh, uh, Forstner. This is the team that brought you Stray Dogs. Um, so this is a new horror. Uh, meet um, Elsie, Lord Fluffy Britches, and Patch. Three wow. indoor cats lost in a not-so-great outdoors during a nightmarish rabies outbreak. Um, with their without their humans to protect them, the cats rush to find their way home before they're eaten by the for, by a forest full of rabid beasts on their tails. Don't get bit, don't get scratched. So loved stray dogs. So the fact that the, the getting the band back together to tell uh, another story uh, should be excellent. On a side note, Nicholas, um, on the Tic Tac, um, I have become obsessed. Uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin and his cat Poncho, he's taking oh. Tic Tac by my entire Tic Tac algorithm now. Right now, uh, is pizza and Stone Cold and his cat Poncho. Nice. It's fucking awesome. It's the most adorable thing ever. Pizza, interesting. Oh yeah. Well, we got a Chicago trip coming up. So, oh, you know. that's true. This is true. Um, yeah. and then the last one to round things out: Sam and Twitch Case Files Issue One course written by Todd McFarlane with art by Simon Kudransky uh, who we've talked about on the show quite a bit your fan favorite detectives are back in their new ongoing series from the world of Spawn uh, uh, acclaimed creator Todd McFarlane and artist Simon Kudransky bring you a tale of murder intrigue and deception in this noir crime drama so I'm interested yeah. in checking that yeah. one out uh, but I will say of the bunch Feral is the one that I'm most interested in. I still haven't read Stray Dogs, and I'm going to do that. We're going to try and do that before Feral issue one comes out, um, because it, like you, I praise it, and now we're getting where they're running it back. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Excited. And and that sandwich, which sounds fantastic, uh, from Skabound, we have Duke issue four. Uh, and then why don't you take us through uh, Boom, Nicholas? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 118, and I alluded to at the end of issue 117, there was like this major development. There's been something kind of brewing, not so much in the background, but you're just seeing some emotions kind of starting to stir. And then it looks like we're like we might get a little throwback uh, moving forward in the series, which I'm very excited about. Again, Melissa's really uh, she knows these characters so well, obviously for because of her experience working with the Power Rangers for such a long time. So I I'm so excited. It's been a great run. And um, this like it has this looks like we have a great twist coming up. Uh, then we got the Expanse Dragon Tooth issue ten, Berserker Poetry of Madness pen and ink issue one. Uh, I will take care of Dark Horse for us too. The oddly pedestrian life of Christopher Chaos issue eight, Black Hammer the End issue six, Masterpiece issue four, which I have dibs on, Quick Stops volume two issue three. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora issue one. And then for issue or first issues, we got Star Wars The High Republic Adventures Crash Landing issue one by Daniel Jose Odler and, um, or, yeah, old, no, older, excuse me. Uh, and then Rachel Arango, um, Ghostbusters Back in Town issue one by Greg Pak, Dave Amboor, and Blue Delinquan. Does that say Delinquandi? Quanti? Uh, it looks like Delaquanti. Delaquanti. Del there you go. That, that sounds way better than the way I said it. Uh, and then the goon, them that don't stay dead, issue one, uh, written and drawn by Eric Powell. All right, I'll bring us home, baby. From IDW, we have Star Trek Defiant, issue 13, the 
so, 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 so excellent. The Ministry of Compliance, Issue 4. Sonic the Hedgehog, Fang the Hunter, Issue 3. Dungeons and Dragons, Saturday Morning Adventures, Issue 3. From Vault, we have The Nasty, Issue 8. From Titan, we have Conan the Barbarian, Issue 9. Life is Strange, Forget-Me-Not, Issue 4. Forgotten Runes, Ruins, Wizards Cult, Issue 3. From Ablaze, we have Traveling to Mars, Issue 11, and Almost Dead, Issue 3. And then lastly, from Dynamite, we have Red Sonya, Issue 9, Negaduck, Issue 5, Darkwing Duck, Justice Ducks, Issue 3, and Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Great Hunt, Issue Five, Nicholas. That is the month of March. Yes. Um, yeah. There's there's uh, some number ones that have piqued our interest. There's some uh, series that we love coming to an end. There's some uh, and, and a whole whole lot of in between there. That is very well put. And uh, just a quick reminder for everybody: if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to one of our audio channels. That's the only place you can get any previous and upcoming friar side chats you never know when the next one's coming your way because we never know when the next one's fucking coming our way uh but joe great shit until next week stay sexy yeah you know it baby I like nick's just like i'm out all right we're yeah. done